morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, is joining us on this Tuesday, Mr. Johnny Crypto, also known as the Italian Stallion, and NFT Tones is joining us, so I'm very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Ripple is expanding into two new countries, specifically using XRP as an on-demand liquidity solution. While Charles Hoskinson is nearly brought to tears by the XRP army, stating that despite his belief in this technology, he is disgusted by our community. JP Morgan and Visa are leveraging blockchain as a payment solution starting this year, as Google announces they will be leveraging Coinbase to bring crypto payments to the cloud. Hedge fund investor and friend of the show, Mark Yusko, is calling for a $250,000 Bitcoin, stating it's only a matter of when, not if this takes place. As Mana and Sandbox dispel claims of only 20 active users on their network, are these platforms really worth billions? Secretary of the U.S. Treasury Janet Yellen states now is the time for a full global banking reform, letting the world know that 2023 is the year that banking goes digital forever. Our show was available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Johnny, I don't know what happened, but Selman kicked you off your spot this morning. So I guess I got to go to him first. Selman G, always excited to have you. What's on your mind, my friend? How you feeling? I'm going to do it the Johnny Crypto way. Good morning, everybody. I'm sending all of you guys high vibrations, much love. Uh, happy Tuesday. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. I'm feeling great. Thanks, Abs, for asking. And we got great, great updates here. And really curious. Now, Abs, you talked about, like, you know, how he feels uh, disgusted. I'm, I'm talking about Hoskinson, right? But, like, we got some bad comments now. Guys, calm down. The, once you read the article, you'll know uh, what Abs really means. But I'm super excited for this show. We got lots of great uh, content also coming from the, uh, from Ripple. So, um, yeah, I'll kick it back to you, Abs. Awesome. Thank you, Selman. And I'm not sure about those bad comments, but I'm actually on their side. If they're criticizing Charles, hey, I'm with the XRP army. But Johnny Crypto, what's good, my friend? How you feeling? They kicked you off your spot, but that doesn't mean you don't have the energy. You are a little bit blurry. What's on your mind, my friend? I don't know what's going on over I here, know. but anyway, it's all good. But let me start it out like I always do, even though someone already did it. Good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there today. Hopefully, you're all doing well, having a great day. I'm super excited. It's great to see my brother Selman here. And we got NFT tones, but I'm a little curious. What happened to the fedora? What's going on? I'm, I'm confused. I don't recognize him anymore. Hey, he didn't bring the fedora, but he did bring the flannel. NFT tones is in the building this morning. <laughs> NFT tones, always excited to see you, man. What's on your mind? Yo, yo, yo. What's good, people? So first things first. Yo, Gala Spider Tanks, it's releasing October 30th or October 31st, and I am hella excited to get my hands on this. So that's awesome. I'll kick it back to you, Abs. Sweet guys. And we're gonna get this thing started the same way we always do by showing you our good morning crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. We're at 906 followers, so we're 94 followers away from our goal. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. Johnny Crypto, Bitcoin, Fear, and Greed Index. Same thing, different day, pretty boring. We're going to get into the total coin market cap. We're sitting at $920 billion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is at 39% dominance. Ethereum is 17%. 
We got Bitcoin sitting just above 19,000 at 19,000 flat, down 5% on the seven days. So been pretty stagnant here. We got Ethereum at 1,280, XRP just below 50 cents. Cardano is 39 cents this morning, taking a hit. Avalanche, $16. Chainlink is $7. Algorand is 31 cents. And Quant, well, that continues to lead this market at $155. Selman G, we haven't heard from you this week, so I'm curious to hear some of the projects that you're watching. And then we're going to kick it to Johnny. I see he's upset about Quant. Uh, yeah, you guys know about the technical analysis we posted about Quant. It was a massive inverse head and shoulders. We had a nice retest, and it's actually going. Probably it's, it could really hit to $220, $226. Really depends on the market conditions, of course. But other than that, I personally focus on – I don't focus on XRP. The reason is, you know, um, it, it looks like it's going to see another leg up. But I'm actually focusing on Solana, VeChain, all these cones that are just going sideways. While Dow, Dow Jones and S&P are bearish and Bitcoin is still trying to hold 19K or 18,500, you can see how these altcoins are pretty strong and just trade sideways. And I feel like uh, if once Bitcoin really goes up just a tiny bit, I feel like there is going to be a massive storm coming. You see how altcoins rally up. But um, again, VeChain, Solana, these are the ones where, you know, communities are strong and they could be the next XRPs that could really see a nice rally. Awesome. And we got 139 live listeners joining us already. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to talk about how Ripple is expanding into France and Sweden. But before we get into that, we're going to hear from Johnny Crypto. And I'd love for you to address this question really quick before you talk about what you're watching in the market. Red November said, can you talk about the future, please, when we're all on CBDCs with no independence? My friend, you are in the right place. We love to talk about CBDCs. And you shouldn't be worried because we talk about this every day. Johnny Crypto, any comments for our friend out here? Well, I mean, you know, there's certainly a concern there. I mean, that's probably my guess 20, 30 years from now when, you know, well, think about when the world went from cash to credit cards, you know, and, and people didn't just stop using cash overnight, right? It took time and we, we shifted a 30-year paradigm shift to credit card. And I would imagine the shift from cash to CBDC is also going to take many, many years. Uh, that's my guess. I could be 100% wrong. What the hell do I know? But that's my, my, my guess is they do things slow and methodically so it doesn't feel painful. So I think, um, you know, 30 years from now or 20 years when there's no independence, the world would have already given it all, probably all up anyway, slowly and not even realize it. So I don't awesome. know what to say. That's a tough one, Abs. And check out this check out this breaking news we got here. The world's largest custodian bank, BNY Mellon, is launching crypto custody services. Another move in the right direction. Johnny, what's it mean to you? You know, again, it's just one of those things. Coach been saying it for a while that banks are gonna just be custing crypto, right? Instead of custing dollars, they'll have crypto. I mean, it's just in a way it's it's gonna work at the end of the day. You're gonna see more and more of this happening and you're going to see uh, crypto is here to stay guys there's no there's no question about it the which one yeah i want quant too stop talking about quant. i hate quant i'm starting to not like it anymore <laughs> but anyway awesome, guys yeah. we got so much good news for you today my brain it's a little bit lagging but we're going to get this thing going nft tones i am coming to you satoshi nakamoto should he win a nobel prize this is a great friend lex friedman He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast before, and I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Will Satoshi ever win a Nobel Prize before we dive into the important news for today? <laughs> I doubt he'll ever actually win a Nobel Prize, but I mean, it would be dope to see that he does. I mean, no. it's really interesting to think about because like, will he? Uh, who knows? 
Thank you, NFT Tom. Oh, go ahead. How can some guy who nobody knows what he is, he's probably four people, not one win an award. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, well, think about it. Listen, listen. It could be four different people, but everybody's going to always think it's one person. They're always going to make one person be the face of it, and that's how it'll always be. So whoever, whoever is that one person is going to get the award. It's not going to be the four people. There there could be maybe even eight people, not even four people. So who knows? But it's going to be, it's whoever they want to be the face of Bitcoin or the face of uh, Nakamoto. Just so imagine it, this, Abs. Hey, we have an award for Satoshi Nakamoto. Please come on up. And they're holding the award, right? It's like, where the hell is he? Where the hell is where, where's he at? <laughs> yeah, or no, even better, not, David Schwartz walks on stage and accepts the award. But we're about to dive into this brand new <laughs> yeah. video from Janet Yellen talking about how 2023 is going to be the year of global banking reform. He says we are at, sorry, he, she says we are at a point where there's no, there's no more time. We need to act now. And that's what's happening by December. We're going to have a new banking system. So I'm going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. The world cannot afford to delay or lower our ambitions. The current challenges are urgent. And that is why I, along with leaders from a broad group of countries, will be calling on World Bank management at the annual meetings next week to work with shareholders to develop a World Bank evolution roadmap by December. Johnny, I'd love to stop there and just get some quick comments from you. We always talk about ISO compliant tokens and that shift taking place in November of this year. Is it a coincidence that the global banking development team is going to be meeting to discuss the evolution of payments? And of course, cryptocurrencies are going to be at the center there. What does it mean to you, Johnny? Is this more validation for us? Oh, 100%. It'd be great if the SEC would say or, or Congress was saying that they would be creating a committee to study cryptocurrencies and put an agency in place too, right? That's what we want to see something that understands it and can focus on it. But there's no question about it that this is coming. If anybody thinks it's coming this month, it's not happening. It's not going to be that soon. It's still, I think they pushed out the ISO 222 date. It was supposed to be November of this year. And I think what they say, they pushed it out to 2025 now, right? So So it's interesting because there's a lot of conspiracies about, we we don't know definitively, right? But what they're saying is that the implementation begins. So the Mm. first... The first couple transactions will take place in November of this year, and full implementation is going to be March 10th of 2025. Right. So so the, the thing is, so people get excited when they hear implementation, like, oh, my God, it's happening. We're going to get rich. No, you're not. It's not going to work that way, right? It's going to – the first implement, implementations will happen now. The system probably won't even be fully debugged and operational for three years from now, and it probably won't be fully used until five or eight years from now, right? And that's when the real – you know, the euphoric pumps and the real the real usage cases and everything will be well known, well into it, money invested into this thing, kind of like, you know, like Amazon, right? It wasn't three thirty three hundred dollars in 1997, but it is 20 years later. It's going to be a similar kind of thing, I think. Maybe it'll be more accelerated. I don't think it'll take 20 years, but it isn't going to happen in two years either. It's going to take some time. So- but I want to throw this conspiracy theory into the room right now. Uh-oh. If... No, I'm just I'm just thinking, thinking out loud. If they're gonna work on this by December, um, how about they're not working on it? They're just putting a committee together by then. Okay, so that's just a a bunch of people sitting in a room now who have to figure something out, right? But sorry, imagine historically one year before, uh, one year exactly one year after the blow off top, we've seen the bottom for big for Bitcoin. So it's 
November, December, right? If we're going to see another leg down, no one knows. Mm. But it, it would be quite interesting to see that it happens right when that comedy is, you know, actually coming together, et cetera, right? So we could see that one last sell-off maybe. It's just, I'm just thinking out loud. And with that, that would be a big coincidence. Uh, and, you know, another great opportunity maybe to stack more of the ISO compliant tokens, right? So it's actually pretty interesting. We'll see. We'll find out. We will see. And I want to show our listeners the breaking news of today is that Charles is battling against the XRP community. And what did we say on our show yesterday, Roto? We said the XRP community was going to come out on top. And that's exactly what happened. We got a bunch of videos prepared for our listener today, but this is the one that I'm most excited about. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from our group. Here we go. Uh, so it came as a tremendous surprise, the incredible wave of criticism I received for a single comment, which was taken out of context from an interview. I was in an interview called Thinking Crypto at my ranch and casually asked a question what I thought about a belief that the entirety of the Securities Exchange Commission is engaged in a financial conspiracy with Joe Lubin and the Ethereum group to solely single out and go after Ripple. Switch gears and talk a bit about... So a lot of things can be addressed there, Johnny. One... Not a conspiracy. We've already dispelled those rumors and we've dispelled those claims, but we're going to show more hard evidence for our listeners right now because Digital Asset Investor did some of his own research to expose Charles about this conspiracy that he keeps claiming. He said that on December 4th, the SEC announced that this would be Hinman's last day as a working official. December 7th, after he was already retired, Hinman has a meeting with Ripple and the SEC. On December 9th, Jay Clayton had lunch with Bill Hinman just two days after meeting with Ripple and the SEC. And of course, we know just a few days later, I believe it was three to five days later, there was a lawsuit filed against Ripple. So when he talks about this conspiracy by the XRP army, here's the hard evidence right here. Johnny, what's it mean to you? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm the kind of guy that doesn't worry about spilt milk or water under the bridge. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter what happened or, or where or what's, you know, who cares? It, to me, what's important is where we land. That's all I care about is when is the settlement going to happen? Charles, Charles took one on the chin here. The reality is I like Charles. And so I'm not going to bash him because I am an XRP part of XRP army. Right. But listen, he's entitled to his opinion at the end of the day, right or wrong. Doesn't matter. All I care about is one thing. I care about when the goddamn settlement's coming. That's but Johnny, this is the one happen. thing that I disagree with you on. You keep saying he's entitled to his opinion. There's no opinion here. This is hard evidence, right? Hinman did not work at the SEC, and he was meeting with Ripple in the SEC to discuss regulation in this market. Then Jay Clayton met with Hinman, and he sued Ripple. How is that not an indication to you that there's Because, because how do you know what was said behind doors? You have no idea. None of us know what was said. Yeah, there were meetings taking place, but we don't know what was said. And until so we know a meeting took said. place between Ripple, the SEC, and William Hinman, and you're telling me that they didn't discuss cryptocurrency? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that, and then they sue Ripple out of that. Well, how how does that make sense? It's, because it's, it's he's not, promoted. He's promoted by the Ethereum Alliance. William Hinman went back to Simpson and Thatcher, who pays him seven and a half million per year to promote Ethereum. Right, but so okay, so that let's say that's all factually correct, right? What's going to happen? What's going to happen about it? Absolutely nothing. So does it matter? It's just a waste of time and energy. It's distraction. Everybody's looking over here when you should be looking over here. Don't worry about that bullshit. It doesn't matter. What matters is where should we be investing in? That's all that matters, in my opinion, because none of the other stuff even matters. I'm not a detective. 
I'm not a prosecutor. So it doesn't matter. I don't care about any of that crap. I only care about how I'm going to create generational wealth for my family. It means I care about when is the settlement going to come because then we get the cloud over off of Ripple's head and then we can move forward. That's all I personally care about. So listen, people get into it that I'm an XRP Army guy, but I'm not going to bash Charles. I don't care. It, it's, it's not something that's significant in my life. It doesn't matter whether I'm right or wrong. And the only reason why people piss off is because they want to be right. Okay, so here, I'll raise your hand. You're right. It was, it was, it was, it was a conspiracy. He lied. Him and cheated. He still, guess what? It don't matter. Him and still got $8 million and he ain't going to jail. So what's the point? Can I That's ask you, I do you do. ever think there'll be a day where an ethics agency gets involved here and, and no. just witnesses the corruption and takes action, whether it's a fine, whether it's, you know, that's probably the worst it could be would be a moderate fine. Exactly. It's not even a criminal offense. It's going to be one of those things where it's a slap on the wrist. It's not. Nothing's going to happen. We're just wait. We just wasted three minutes of the show talking about something that's nothing's ever going to happen to this guy. So I don't even care. I but but why do you, I, I don't like the dismissal of the topic because I think it's important to expose that whether he gets prosecuted or not, this is corruption. These people, the point is it's been exposed. A hundred percent has been exposed. The whole world knows, but nothing's going to happen. So why are we talking about it? Nothing's going to happen. That's my point. That's all. Fair I'm enough. Saying. All right. Any nothing's comments from Selman or NFT tones here? Well, I'll tell you what, abs, I'll make you a bet. I'll make you bet two million sheep that nothing's gonna happen. And I'm sure you're gonna you wanna bet the other way that something will happen and he'll go to jail. Actually, I'll make it 10 million sheep because he ain't never, ever, ever I'll heard. double it and make it 10 American dollars, but we oh, got 212 right. live right. listeners right. out there. <laughs> no, no, no. Me and Johnny, we're boys. Don't even worry about that. I love we that, got, but Jay said don't get upset over shit you can't control. The exactly. Me and Johnny, we love to battle point. it out. It's it's all love, Roto. It's all love. But we got 210 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue discussing the most relevant and impactful topics of today. And, of course, that's going to involve Ripple XRP because Ripple's got two massive new partnerships in Europe, and both of them are going to be leveraging XRP as an on-demand liquidity solution. So Ripple builds two new partnerships in France and Sweden despite the crypto bear market. And this is pretty exciting because they're going to be using XRP for its solution. Cryptocurrency payments company Ripple Labs has formed new partnerships in France and Sweden, continuing its march into Europe despite the bear market. Ripple signed deals for its on-demand liquidity systems with Lemonway, a Paris-based regulated payments provider, and a Swedish money transfer, a Swedish money transfer provider called Expat, which is focused on remittance payments between Sweden and Thailand. Ripple's blockchain network for international payments has clocked up payment volume over $15 billion per quarter. Ripple announced that it appears to be in root health, promising to add 300-plus staff members this year, a hiring goal, of course, to be achieved by the end of 2022. Ripple also circle asset grabs such as purchasing Celsius Network and GK8. This is exciting because they certainly see the solutions for cryptocurrency taking place all around the globe, and Europe is going to be where it happens first. Like they say in the Ripple XRP community, it all starts in London. Uh, the CMO for Ripple said, I certainly believe in a future where a lot of cryptocurrencies will be commonly used as well as some central bank digital currencies, probably some stable coins and everything else in between. These different ways of carrying value will become interchangeable and there will be different use cases for all of these currencies. With so much news coming out about Ripple, they're expanding rapidly despite the SEC lawsuit. Kind of goes back to Johnny's point there. Even though we can expose the corruption, nothing really takes place. So Selman, how does it feel to have hard evidence of Ripple's growth into France, into Sweden, and of course, into Thailand? Exactly. That's why I feel like Johnny's point, you know, makes sense. It's a waste of energy actually talking about it. While this 
lawsuit cases still going on, right? You see Ripple is one of the few projects out there, or let's say few companies out there that are still investing in a cold bear market, right? We don't just face a normal bear market. We are in a recession globally, and they are hiring people, 300 staff. Imagine maybe they're getting paid 100K a year. Like you can imagine, right? It's like $3 million more. That That's crazy. So um, that is interesting. And then also keep in mind, guys, um, don't forget like the technology that they are the on-demand liquidity uh, infrastructure that they're building. You see more and more partnerships are coming. So there, it looks like after regulation, things will go wild, especially when we talk about the um, evolution of the new World Bank, right? Of the World Bank uh, that will start hopefully slowly in December. And so it's all just, it works all of that perfectly, um, you know, is connected. I love that. And this is why, you know, we should focus on the development here and and see the other direction, as Johnny pointed. Not this way, but that way. Johnny Crypto, we showed a chart discussing how Ripple compared to Swift. There's no competition there. It's total global dominance. And this is a step in that direction. Anybody who doesn't start leveraging Ripple or a different cryptocurrency for payments, they're going to be left behind. So it's only a matter of time. What does it mean to you that despite the SEC lawsuit, Ripple's expansion to Europe hasn't been stopped whatsoever? It's actually growing faster than ever, as well as them hiring over 300 employees this year. Now, this is something we're talking about. This gets me excited. This is moving. This is progress. This is moving forward, right? And the fact that Ripple, while they got that cloud over their head, is pushing their ODL, the most important line in this whole entire article is where you had highlighted up above they're they're getting use cases of their odl on demand liquidity which we know yeah it's up there somewhere you had it highlighted there it is that's the most important part of this article and it excites me because oh the odl means there's a there's a high probability that that's going to use xrp that's the kind of stuff that i want to be seeing that's the kind of stuff i like talking about because that's the kind of stuff that's going to help create generational wealth for ourselves our families, our warrior maniacs, and everybody else out there who's paying attention is wide awake. Is that they are Ripple is building this this whole you know connected? I think we showed that they're in seventy countries already. They're starting to plant the seeds everywhere, despite the pressure in the U.S. You know that's kind of hindered their ability to spread out here. Um, they're doing it elsewhere, and that to me is a great thing. I'm super excited about that. And Johnny, check out this news right here. It says that Lemonway announced it's officially going to be using XRP as an on-demand liquidity solution. The payment platform will now be deployed on RippleNet Comexed ODL system, and that system uses the XRP XRP crypto for this payment solution. I'd love to go to NFT Tones next. NFT Tones, Lemonway has confirmed they're going to be using XRP. Now it's going to let them remove the capital in their pre-funded accounts, and that can improve and extend the company's business in France. They're not going to have double the liquidity they would have before they made this transition. How big of a deal is that, Tons? I think that this is huge, especially because I don't know if you guys know, but France has actually been using more and more crypto. And so I find that XRP partnering with them and doing this is actually a huge step forward. And I also feel that with everything going on, we also seen XRP rally almost 25% in October and that this is huge news. There's a lot of momentum around XRP and it's really, really interesting to see everything going on. And I think we'll start to see more and more partnerships in the future. I think in, like anywhere in Europe, we're going to see a huge amount of XRP pushing to find partnerships, pushing to expand and pushing to get out there as much as they can so that they can start to take over the ban uh, banking and transaction trans uh, uh, acting wor uh, world.
That's awesome, Tones. And I want to make Johnny Crypto address this comment from our good friend, <laughs> Mentelect. He said, anyone saying the SEC corruption doesn't matter are the people who did not lose money, I promise you. Johnny Crypto, did you lose money when the SEC lawsuit was filed? Well, first of all, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying <laughs> that you, the fact, if you think something's going to happen, let's wait and see. They said the same thing when Hillary's emails were coming out or when the other guy's laptop was found or whatever happens, nothing. I'm just saying for me personally, it's not someplace I want to use my time. You guys are all welcome to talk about it and use your time. I'm just saying time could be well spent elsewhere. All right, guys. And we got 230 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash <clears> that <throat> like button. We're going to Selman G on this Ripple XRP news because Ripple is being used more and more around the world. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. XRP said I'm poking the bear here. I'm going to let it go, Johnny Crypto. I will be letting it go. Listen, go, <laughs> listen. You guys can all spend all your time researching the him and stuff. Do that. I'm going to continue to research more cryptocurrencies. And let's see five years from now who is more successful. I did. The only reason I was pointing that out was I was just making a joke because, Johnny, you bought your XRP after the lawsuit. So you were able to buy the dip on that news, which is pretty exciting there. So Mentelect, he was correct. But I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners, 234 of you. If anyone out there can help us get to the bottom of this corruption, Feel free to put it in the DMs. But Selman, we're going to you next. <laughs> RippleNet is making huge expansions around the world, and XRP is getting continued to be leveraged more and more. What does it mean to you, and when do you think we'll see some real price appreciation because the adoption, it's only continuing to grow? Yeah, so uh, especially after the lawsuit case, um, you can expect some uh, some excitement, of course, in the markets, but it's going to be of short nature because it's always buy the rumors, sell the news. Nothing changes. Stock market has been here for hundreds of years. Nothing changes, guys. It's always buy the rumors, sell the news. But of course, as regulation comes, I strongly believe more institutional adoption will take place. Governments will finally bring more clarity. And then you'll see how everyone's going to talk about Ripple XRP, right? And then like in the next one or two years, you're going to see how development is really taking place. I mean, the marketing strategy, right? How how people hear about it, raising awareness of that, right? Um, how institutions are not going for like Polygon, et cetera. They will also, yes, but majority of them all of a sudden invest in XRP and people are going to be like, what the hell? Why is go- What's going on? Because a lot of people don't know the real value of XRP. I'm telling you, we only got like 200, 300,000 holders in total. So that's nothing, guys. So people believe it's a banker's coin, but tomorrow they will see, oh, damn, I should have invested in Ripple XRP, right? So we'll find out, of course. But 2023, we'll see the regulation. The uh, We're going to set the foundation. And then 2024, 25, I believe XRP is going to have a very nice moment. But short term, I believe, you know, we could see a leg up if market conditions, you know, allow it. But um, it should be of short nature. After news, we should see the price go down again. But not maybe to 30 cents, but you know, we should see uh, a nice, healthy sideways action after that. But in the long run, guys, yes, we are going to see great um, price appreciation because don't forget, people are always saying that Ripple XRP is centralized. You have these influences out there talking about that, misinforming people. But guys, Ripple XRP is highly decentralized and it's one of the few blockchains that is in- not incentivizing with rewards so you can set up your own validator node you're not getting paid so it's just if you really want to support the blockchain you set up a node but you pay for the server costs that's it so that is something that ethereum uh, miners bitcoin miners or others don't have proof of stake for example they're getting rewards but ripple notes ripple validators they don't get anything so please keep that in mind it's highly decentralized with great ethics 
But some, and they say that, but then there's this argument on the other side that there's, you know, 60% of the, the float is still held right now by Ripple, right? So that is part of the challenge and why people say it is argued. But, you know, I will say this, guys. There are not very many guarantees in life, but I guarantee you, you will never, ever, ever see a jello match between me and Adam. It just doesn't work that way. I don't know who that guy is or what his sick brain wants to see. Hey, that's our boy, yeah, bro, XRP. I don't know why he wants to see that, but I do know who would win. I do know who would win, Johnny Crypto. I know who would win, too, but the point (laughs) is that would be the most disgusting thing to ever see. It would never, ever happen. Awesome, guys. Let's keep it on the X. Buy the tickets down in the description below. (laughs) (laughs) You get get free access if you have a collecty uh, NFT. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> awesome guys we're going to keep on with the xrp news because we got another major announcement coming out of brazil RippleNet is continuing to be leveraged around the world and when you look at this brazilian development it's not the only time we've seen xrp connections here selman before we get into more important topics for today i'd love for you to address this RippleNet being used in brazil thailand sweden and france wow what's it mean to you man yeah you see how like polygon etc is partnering with disney mercedes that's all great but Ripple is going for the big, 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 wait for it, big guys, right? They're going for the big institutions They're where money is being printed, guys, right? So obviously, it, we are setting the foundation for the future, for the next uh, five to 10 years. You're going to see massive developments in the space. CBDCs are coming, right? So Ripple, XRP, doing all these partnerships, and Johnny, uh, absolutely, ODL is the key, right? It's key. Oh, we need to focus on that. and. That's why I believe, you know, these are great news. And I I personally, it resonates with me perfectly. Of course, people out there, maybe they're not investing in XRP. It's no financial advice. It has to resonate with you, of course. If it makes sense for you, if you believe, wow, this is the shift uh, that's happening after your research, if it resonates with you, then why, like, uh, what are you waiting for? Exactly. And we're going to play a very, very cool clip for our listeners. But before I want to tease them with this article, as JP Morgan and Visa link blockchain payments networks, these are going to be private networks running behind the scenes, and they could take up a massive amount of transactions that take place all around the world. We got 229 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I found a very cool video of Joe Rogan yesterday talking about how the government is planning on regulating the internet and how that could play out in the long term. After watching this, you're going to see why I love this guy so much. So we're going to let this short clip play and get comments from the group. Here we go. And I also want to remind our listeners, he's speaking to the founder of Rolling Stones magazine. So a very important guest here. We're going to let this clip play. To regulate the internet? Absolutely. You trust the people that got us into the Iraq war under false pretenses to regulate the internet? Uh, Do you think that makes sense? Oh, we lost the audio. I think yep. that's because we lost abs. Oh, yeah. But who else is going to regulate? But if they're okay, going to be in power and they're regulating the internet, they're going to regulate the internet in a way that suits their best interests. No, the same way they do with the banking industry, the same way they do with the environment, the same way they do with energy, the same way they do with everything. No, what, is, what represents their interests? There's so much, you're talking about so much money involved in disseminating information and in a very particular way. Right now, or the internet companies are. Rich beyond belief. Yeah, it's fat, but it's it's a disruptive thing that has never existed before. My, I, I think it exists, and I think w- where we're at is where we're at. I think we need to move forward collectively as a country with an ethic that respects truth and that 
appreciates opinions and reality. Especially contrary opinions. And Johnny, that's what I love about the verbal sparring that me and you have, whether it's on this show or behind the scenes. That's when I really do learn the most. And I want to play the end of this clip, but I'd love to give you a chance to comment. First section of that clip, they're talking about how the government is going to regulate the internet. And the founder of Rolling Stones magazine is in favor of that. I have no idea why, but I'd love to know what that means to you, Johnny, before we expose the corruption in every single industry, they're going to dive into it in this clip. Well, I mean, you're seeing it happen with all of these these agencies, right? Once 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 you started seeing what was it, Twitter and Facebook and them starting censoring people talking, I mean, that's a that's a form of 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 some type of regulation there in in itself, and that's kind of frankly scary. And that's why you're seeing all these other sites now pop up, you know, with freedom of speech type things. So it's going to be one of those things where that was really the fundamental basis of the formation of this country, right? What's freedom of speech? It's going to be one of those strong things, but Joe's right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I guess he's concerned of who are the people in charge and what are they going to do? And I can't, you know, I, I, I can't, I don't know why the other guy is in favor of it, but you know, maybe because he's part of the system. I don't, I don't know. I really and don't the game know. I love to play is let's figure out who's paying his pockets. Right. And if he's the founder of exactly. Rolling Stones magazine, he's got some large players. Exactly. And I'm sure, I'm sure they have narratives they're trying to get him to promote, but we're going to let the last 50 seconds of this play and get some comments from Johnny. Here we go. And, and, and an understanding of things that's not necessarily possible with corporate interests involved in dissemination of information. But there's no way to do that except through the government. There's no, oh, excuse me, there's no way you can do that except through the government. Why I mean, is that? Human nature is not going to change. But the government's not going to change either. But the government is capable of change. Okay, look, <laughs> the government <laughs> regulates, for example, the food supply or it can regulate Let's take the, the food supply. Yeah, that Department of Agriculture. Why would they let glyphosate infestate all of our foods? Let's take Anybody who knows a little bit about American diet, they allow all types of chemicals into our foods that are not allowed in Europe and other countries around the world, whether it's red, I think it's red 40, yellow five, all types of dyes and coloring. And when you figure out how they get these dyes, most of the coloring comes from squished bugs. So if you look at that process and you're nauseous, that's a great way to get the vomit out of you. But let's get the last let's, few seconds of this clip play. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. That's the government regulating. Well, then we better get better politicians in them to appoint better people. I mean, it's not, I guess, again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Okay. So let's take the uh, SEC or take the Food and Drug Administration's regulates big pharma. On the one hand, we've got a very safe supply of drugs in this country. You know, safe. Their drugs are tested. You know, you don't get too many bad drugs, you know, from prescribed drugs. 25% of all drugs approved by the FDA get recalled. <laughs> and that's the best place to end it right there. Every single time we get somebody come in and regulate these industries, they do two things. They regulate it in favor of themselves and they allow themselves to maximize profits. Johnny, we're going to get comments from everyone, but let's start with you. Oh, all I'm going to say on this one is just think, guys, every time. You guys go out there and eat M&M's. <laughs> Thank you for this fact, Abs. You're eating squished bugs. I just want you all to remember that. There's nice, colorful-looking candies and that. Oh, squished bugs. So <laughs> hope you're enjoying them. Oh, yeah, they're good protein. That's true. It depends. Anybody <laughs> looking for a good source of protein, go out to your local part, find an anthill, and just eat as many ants as you can. It's a delicious <laughs> breakfast. But, of course, Selman, I'd love to get some serious comments from you. Yeah, so serious comments. Um, so here's the thing. We are witnessing a Chinification of the Western societies, right? Europe Ooh. and uh, America. We all see that. CBDCs are also going to uh, even um, amplify that. 
and um, you've seen what happened to Andrew Tate. Some stuff have been taken out out of context, uh, and just like with the Hoskinson thing, right? All of a sudden, you know, things are like, you know, uh, they can ban you from everything. Even like he mentioned that even his Uber subscription was canceled. Like, what the hell? What does that have to do with uh, my social media stuff, right? So you can see they can pretty much play with everything. And, you know, I don't want to go into the Rolling Stones um, comment here. Um, but it's interesting to see that around 90% of the food supply, everything you have in the restaurant, guys, is, is actually controlled by a few families, like just two families, right, in the U.S. So you see... Um, even if you talk about government, uh, government can regulate this and do that. Like the government is kind of like just working for families and not for us. And also keep in mind, guys, CBDCs, right? This topic, everybody's like, oh, God, they're going to take away our freedom. Guys, it's not robots that are uh, developing CBDCs. It's humans. So these humans will always put a back door somewhere. And so it's it's humans. It's going to be maybe difficult for you. Maybe they're going to say, hey, you can only invest 10% of your income into uh, cryptocurrencies from now on. Still, you can find other ways. So these are human beings, right? Um, and so we, we shouldn't focus on what's happening now. Oh, God, it's a, it's a doomsday. No, focus on your self-development. Focus on working your own, just like Johnny said. Uh, don't yeah. waste the energy on this, uh, the lack of things, right? Or, oh God, the government is going to do that. Don't blame the government. Focus on your own shit. Focus on what I can do now to improve my life, right? Because it's only in your hands. CBDCs will come, yes. Nuclear wars can come, yes. Doesn't matter. Focus on your own thing. And then I'll tell you, you climb up the ladder, become the elite. And then if you are there, then you can change stuff. But right now we can all talk about it all day long. It's just a waste of time. Let's just try to uh, educate ourselves and the people around us first. And then, you know, slowly climb up that letter. That's all I can add to this. Thank you. Sir. I could not agree with you more. Simon. well said. Exactly. Focus the energy on things you can control, not things you can't control. That's all I'm saying. That's just my motto. And what's interesting about what Selman brought up is the CBDCs, not only are they going to be able to dictate where you spend those CBDCs, they're going to dictate how quickly you're allowed to spend your money. So your money is actually going to expire. And anybody who wants to do some cool research, all this stuff, it's public documents. Just Google future of US CBDCs or uh, protocols and a huge list will come up. There's none of this stuff is secrets. You just have to put the work in. But we got 258 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Joe Rogan just explained how the government can't regulate anything. And that goes for cryptocurrency as well. But we're going to get into our next topic, which is JP Morgan and Visa link blockchain payments networks. So JP Morgan, Chase and Visa are to establish connectivity between their global private blockchain networks. They're going to be using link and B2B to connect. So Visa's B2B Connect will utilize and confirm a new tool from Link to validate new accounts for cross-border payments to approve, to approve accounts when new users are boarded on broad. So the important part of this article is that the OOM is growing this network to 35,000 banks in over 2 billion bank accounts worldwide. The service is expected to go live at the end of 2022 in 10 countries and is projected to increase to over 30 countries in 2023. JP Morgan's link so far has 75 global participants that are live in the network and has so far processed 60 million messages. People get nervous about the private sector, Johnny, and we talk about it all the time. I'd love to give you the open floor. Chainlink, I mean, sorry, not Chainlink. JP Morgan is linking their private network to Visa. What does that mean to you? Could we see mass amounts of payments go private? 
Oh, 100%. This is exactly when I started following crypto, wondering what was going on here. I looked at JP Morgan because I know that they're innovators in this space and they're, they're, a lot of what they push happens. So I was very, very interested in knowing what they were doing and how to get access to the JPM coin or quorum, which unfortunately you can't, or I haven't been able to figure out a way, but if somebody figures out, please let us know, share with all the warrior academies here. But the reality is this is the system that I think is going to ultimately be the one that's fully running in the world behind most of the banking system. And so how do you get access to it? Right? How do we benefit from that? That's what, this is where you want to be putting your time and effort towards researching and understanding the, the intricacies and under underlying technologies that are going to run this system. And can, is there any way to invest in those? That is to me, the most important thing to worry about, not whether or not Hanman took 7 million, doesn't matter, right? This is what, this is what will help as, as someone said, it's so important to try and become the uncommon 1% so you can make the rules right. This is how you start to do that. And something that's undeniable is that the payment system is going through an evolution process right now. And whether that takes place private or public, we're going to find out. But someone, I'd love to hear some thoughts from you. When you're talking to an everyday investor who's critical of cryptocurrencies, I think the best use case to explain is just cross-border payments. One, it takes seven days. And two, they take up to 3% of your transactions. With this new system, it's instant settlement. And they, they really don't take anything. It's essentially almost free. So what does that mean to you, Salman? Well, to be honest, guys, I was really focused on the comments. So I didn't pay attention much to that JP Morgan update. But all I can say is like just a few maybe words on that. Um, I hope I'm not far away from the topic. You want me to uh, just remind you about the article and then we'll get some thoughts from you? Yeah, please. Because I, okay. I was checking out. Here's a very, like, I, first of all, guys, to our audience, I love you. Like literally the, the, from like you, the the discussion you're taking there, you're doing there, the conversation there, it's absolutely crazy. Like yeah. uh, I remember the the first day when we started this show, and now here we are. We have 257 live listeners. The comments are like nonstop going on. Like what the hell? I, this is a dream come true, literally. I really love it. So thank you guys so much. I want to give you the like button today. Awesome. So um, abs sorry, I was totally gone. <laughs> Oh, I picked up on that, but do not worry. We are going to remind you of what this news is all about because they're aiming to start 35,000 banks on this new protocol in more than 2 billion bank accounts, Selman. And the main focus here is that these are going to be private transactions. They're not going to take place publicly. What does that mean to you, man? Oh, yeah. Um, so I remember we, we talked about this in the past where um, you have blockchains with a currency and blockchains without a currency, right? So there are many blockchains actually out there. And we talked about how banks, you know, the, this, this conspiracy that banks might use another blockchain instead of Ripple and uh, over like overcome all of these uh, issues maybe. And, and um, But I personally believe, yeah, JP Morgan is trying to get a big share of this, but I still believe that XRP, uh, Ripple XRP and XRPL is still, you know, because of the great um, partnerships, I believe that they're going to take a big, big share of this. But this is absolutely great news. Like, you know, you, you mentioned it. Uh, it takes up to a week or two weeks to really transfer money from one country to another. With this system, of course, it's going to make it um, cheaper, way more efficient for us. And also way faster, right? So the question is, of course, there's going to be that JP Morgan blockchain and Ripple, but I believe Ripple is going to win. Why? Because because of all the things that are taking place with the SEC and all of that, right? So I believe um, it's just, uh, I personally believe Ripple has a, a better uh, cards in this case.
Awesome, guys. And we got 17 <clears throat> minutes left. In the- oh, Johnny, do you have a comment? I was just going to say, Bo Rabbit says that the JPM coin is on uphold. So, yeah, if we can share that ticker symbol with our audience in the uh That's the a chat, joke. I think that's a joke, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not offered to the public. but yeah, we're gonna- I, didn't, I didn't think so. Yeah, we're going to show you some cool news. And I want to get some thoughts from NFT Tones on this development. As men- metaverse platforms refute misinformation about their daily active users, we had a tweet go pretty viral yesterday showing that only 20 or sorry, 30 daily active users were using Mana's Decentraland. And this company was evaluated at $1.2 billion. Well, Mana took the time to respond and stated that they have 56,700 monthly active users, but only 1,000 of those actually interacted with Decentraland smart contracts. So here's the conversation that I'd like to have about this article. I don't really care about, about the 20 versus the, the 1,000 users. What I do care about is these massive evaluations and how sustainable they are. Is this an indicator that these tokens have a lot further to fall? If people aren't even excited about this technology, are they going to be funneled into this at some point, Johnny? And will we see that price appreciation eventually? You know, this is where we know there's a huge, huge, huge disconnect from the reality of what the worth of something is versus the speculation. And if you remember, Abs, about maybe six months ago, I shared a chart with you guys that showed the speculation and the price is actually the highest it ever gets. Then it tanks, and then it recovers to about halfway what the speculation was when it's in real use. That is what we're experiencing right now. There's absolutely no way in the world that Mana and, and Sand are worth, I don't know, a billion dollars, whatever the heck the market cap valuation is today. I don't even know what it is right now. But it's just not worth that right now. But it doesn't matter right now because the game that you're in is you're trying to capture that speculation boost, which, you know, we think maybe there'll be one more in the next bull run. And so for me, it's one of those things where none of the valuations are correct. The whole entire market is not right. But the reality is there is going to be a monster flood, I think, into this space when, you know, I think GMI predicted 2.5 billion people will be in crypto by 2027 abs. We're sitting at 300 million right now. So there's going to be a flood of people coming in for speculative buys and those speculative buys are going to drive the prices up. And that's when you got to have, I hate to sound redundant. You got to have an exit plan. You got, that's why that's what the hell is You got to have an exit plan because when that boost comes, we know that it's probably not going to be a realistic, sustainable pump because of the fact that what you just said is, is the, you know, is the, is the, um, the true valuation there. It's going to be many, many, many years before my, we're talking about a thousand users. It doesn't matter how many users they have today because the real use is in 2050 or 2040 when the metaverse is booming and everybody in the moment has goggles on their face. What's the use case then? That's when the true valuation comes in. Apps. And this is pretty exciting because we always talk about these typical market cycles and what will happen in the bottom of a bear market is altcoins will regress between 85 and 90%. Well, both of these projects have regressed directly in between that range. And that's some optimistic news for anyone who's looking to dollar cost averaging on these projects. Not financial advisor, not financial advice, just pointing out the fact that 12 months ago, these tokens were a hundred times the value they are today. So there's plenty of value to be gained there. Selman, I'd like to get some quick remarks in regards to Sandbox versus Decentraland. We've seen mass adoption only take place on these two metaverses, and I'm curious as to why. When do you think we're going to see an interoperable metaverse take place where Mana and Decentraland, they're actually able to communicate with one another? Yeah, so I was also checking out how much it dropped from all-time high, 88% from Mana. Um, So it it was purely speculation. This is crypto. Things drop 90%, but keep in mind, guys, these big institutions like 
PWC, the Hong Kong, um, uh, PWC in Hong Kong, China, they actually, um, you know, invested in Sandbox, for example. You see many others um, joining the space as well, banks from Japan, et cetera, right, or South Korea, they are buying in. So you see they are actually experiencing something in the metaverse because everybody's, you know, everybody still doesn't, like, don't know what it is. And the funny thing is, um, tomorrow we're going to have a guest on the non-fungible show. We're going to talk about e-commerce in Web3 and Sandbox, Mana. These are going to be, you know, the environments where e-commerce is going to, you know, evolve and have a different experience, provide different experiences for people. And so this is why I believe, you know, we're, we're still very early. Yes. But once people really understand what a metaverse is, it's more than just a game, right? That GTA kind of feeling. It's more than that. We have digital ownership also um, integrated and immersive experiences with VR, et cetera. So I believe we're going to attract more and more people. We need to educate them, but the entry has to be democratized as well. Currently, it's too expensive to get in. And also keep in mind, MANA has some technical issues. Like they are, whenever you try to join in, it it's always lagging for me. And that has to be fixed as well. Once that's fixed and um, it's up and running, then you can expect many people, young kids also joining the space. And then we can really see billions of dollars flowing into Mana and Sandbox. Johnny Crypto, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. But first, your good friend Angelina is shouting you out in the live chat five yes. times. Shout out to Angelina and shout out to all of our listeners. 259 live listeners. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny, anything you want to address real quick? Um, well, first, I just want to say that's great. Good to see her. That's my girl's back. I thought we lost her, so I'm happy to see she's still out there. But, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's it, we just we need to just keep track on where I almost want to create like a scorecard of where XRP is growing, where the ODL is being used, how that <laughs> we love you too, Angelina, and all the word maniacs out there for that matter. Love you guys. Love the consistency. Love your loyalty. Great for being here every day. Um, and hopefully we're, we're continuing to provide value to you guys, right? That's what we try to do every day, day in and day out. So the conversations we have here, we literally have, this is exactly what we would do behind the scenes as well. So you're getting to see the, the true, our true reality. That's just and Johnny, really quick, people keep asking us if this is going to go into like a paid channel. There seems that keep, that question keeps asking up. Our show is going to be free on YouTube. It's going to continue to be free on YouTube. So I just wanted to point that out for people who, who had that question. Go ahead, John. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, you got, hey, what we want you guys to do, spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell everybody, tell your cats, your dogs, anybody else. Come check out the Good Morning Crypto Show where we tell you straight how it is live right from the heart. Exactly, Johnny. And that's a perfect segment into our next topic as Swift is undergoing the upgrade of a lifetime and all of our listeners are going to be aware of that. So we're going to let this short clip play and show you how to create generational wealth. Here we go. Swift is building on this and goes even further to enable instant and frictionless payments and securities transactions from account to account anywhere in the world. And we're not just providing you with just one or two components either, but delivering a whole package that provides a seamless end-to-end experience for you and your end customers. This capability is unique to SWIFT and we have been laser focused on the execution. Today, you can check on the security of your counterparties to make sure you are doing business with them. 
you can pre-check beneficiary account details to confirm upfront that a payment will get to its ultimate destination. I didn't realize how boring this clip was until I played it live on air. When I listened to this by myself last night, it was a little bit more interesting. He just breaks down how Swift can't do any of the things that blockchain can do today. And now they're starting to adopt that technology. So Swift is going to be one of the leaders on that front. Love to get some comments from, I guess we'll start off with someone. Any quick comments on this video? He says that Swift, if they do not upgrade, is going to be left behind. Well, they're upgrading. So what's that mean to you? Hey, last time you said quick, I did a long speech. This is going to be super, super quick. They're a banner on Twitter, right? Says it all. They're literally kind of copying Ripple and all ODL, right? Just want to bring that up. So I'm like, um, you know, Swift, they might have a chance to do something, maybe get the curve. But uh, I believe, you know, it's too late. Uh, Ripple is pretty much conquering all uh, central banks. It's It's just coming. Thank you. And NFT Tones, I'm about to pull up Swiss Twitter right now. Selman, this is exactly what you were talking about. Not only did they change their mission statement underneath their Twitter profile, it says we're on a mission to make international transactions instant, frictionless, and interoperable. And I believe they copy and pasted that from the Ripple website. When you, check out, <laughs> when you check out the background, that's what really catches my attention. Look at that symbol right there, Selman. Feel free to address that. Yeah, yeah, it really looks like Ripple, right? <laughs> Ripple drops, etc. Like the same thing, and uh, yeah, this is why a lot of you know X the XRP army uh, commented on this. It was like Swift is maybe partnering with Ripple soon, or they're just trying to copy Ripple, become Ripple. But um, Ripple is too established, in my opinion. And the SEC lawsuit case, in our opinion, it's more, it's the one of the biggest corruptions, right? We know what's going to happen. We believe in it. Let's say we truly believe in it. And that's why I believe Ripple is, is going to be the winner. And Swift, I don't know if it's going to fade away slowly or if there is going to be coexistence, but I don't care. I, I believe Ripple is going to get a fair share uh, um, of that whole thing, of the whole cake. And um, this is why, guys, this is this is funny. This is also makes me laugh to, to see these kind of uh, developments on of, um, on like other companies that tells us that we're on the right track. See, to me, this is the, the battle to be watching this right here. Cause I, I, I kind of, I'm not saying I disagree with someone, but Swift is already entrenched in 11,000 banking systems. Okay. And there's no way those systems, those banks want to transfer into a new system because it costs time. It costs money, it costs effort unless it makes sense. Right. And we know that the ripple system, the ODL, makes sense to do that or any other blockchain system for that matter that's designed to do you know cross-border payment type system where swift can't do that however what you need to keep an eye on here is what are the partners swift is going to do because swift isn't going to create their own system but they can partner with people to bring in a system to either compete with the ripple system or if they were smart they would just have adopted it i would love to see swift and, and brad and the head of swift sitting down together, shaking hands, saying, hey, let's merge, you know, let, let us be your, your remittance system. But I don't know if that's happening. And that's the kinds of things I want to see happening because Swift, you know, Ripple's trying to, <laughs> to obsolete them. Swift ain't going down without a battle. They're not going, they're the king of the hill. They ain't going to give up their share for, for you know, it's not going to happen. Think about you. If you were the champion, the champ just doesn't lie down. Champ's going to go down swinging. And that's what's going to happen here with Swift. And the question is, Who's going to win that? That's what I'm focusing my attention on. Looking to see what's happening there. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sam. But Johnny, what if the champ is set, like has been saturated and you, you've been at the top for so long that you're, you kind of feel like, 
you're drunk. You don't see any innovation anymore. You believe I owe I own this place, and all of a sudden you, you ignore the fact that a huge shift is happening. There is massive te- technological innovation taking place, and now all of a sudden they want to do it right. It's it's but I totally agree with you on this point. It's kind of like Facebook wants to acquire uh, Snapchat because their their design their technology is great, but they don't want it, and all of a sudden they just copy the technology and boom. Uh, they they are way more successful than Snapchat, right? What if Swift copies the same technology and improves it maybe here and there, and all of a sudden, damn, like the uh, Ripple becomes the next Snapchat. It's well, yeah, again, it's a big battle, of course. Yeah. That's exactly because 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 the difference between what you just said is Kodak was in this situation when digital cameras came out in the early 2000s. And they thought, oh, we don't need to go there. We've got film. Film's never going away. They were fighting digital cameras to the very end, saying it would never happen. It would never take over. And they lost their damn business. And they're pretty much not even a, a camera company anymore, right? Now they do chemicals. So, and Angelina's right. Champs don't lay down. The difference here is you don't hear Swift fighting this to the end, saying it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen, like Kodak did. Swift is accepting the fact, you just heard it right from the guy, that we need a new system that's going to be more, you know, efficient, fast, you know, solve, you know, instant transactions. They're admitting it. They're recognizing the change needs to happen. The question is, how are they going to get there? Are they going to leverage Ripple's technology? Are they going to make their own? Are they going to partner with somebody else that does it? To me, that is the key question that I'll be looking for. To see to, that I want to see an answer to because that's where you're going to want to invest. In my and that's opinion. a great place to end our XRP conversation. I got one more topic I want to show our listeners. So show us some love, smash that like button. We're going to talk about the cyber attacks that took place from Russians yesterday. So pro-Russian hackers claim responsibility for knocking U.S. airport websites offline. Very minor cyber attack. If you break down some of the details, they really did attack almost every single important city in the nation. The only goal here was to flood the system with too many... Um, not transactions, but validations on the network so that it couldn't process anything and flights would get delayed. It only ended up working in one site. It was LAX reports said that they were partially disrupted on Monday. Nothing major here, but Johnny, we're seeing cyber attacks from an international threat. Is this the beginning of something or should this news just come and go? Is this not a real deal? Well, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, some of the babblings you've heard in the background are people saying that, hey, the Black Swan event could be a cyber attack, right? I mean, we're we're, we're sitting there helping and aiding Russia's, enemy ukraine right and so obviously it's natural for to think that russia may want to attack back and many of the ways they might do is through a cyber attack we've been hearing that they've been telling us that on the news forever so there you go and now you got your first one the question is is this going to be it are our are our defense systems strong enough to be able to uh, minimize the cyber attacks abs right that we have in place to be able to counterattack this and how, how how deadly can it be? I mean, it'd be sad to see planes falling out of the sky. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. I think this is more of the um, the system that that, that manages the the time that ta- that planes take off. But it's something to be aware of. Something that we should, you know, as a U.S., we need to be cognizant of that. That there could be an attack coming, and we need to prepare for that. Awesome. And I think that's a good place to end the episode. Maybe we could figure out some positive news to show our listeners. Is there anything on the positive front? Because I always feel bad when we end this thing on a bad note. Well, we had our good friend Mark Yusko talk about how he's doubling down on his $250,000 Bitcoin price prediction. For all of our listeners, that's the last thing I'm going to say today. 
all of you. I hope you have an amazing Tuesday. We're going to close this thing off the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Selman G. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to NFT Tones. We got 239 live listeners out there. Show us some love. Smash that like button on the way out of here. And we'll see you guys in 23 hours. Like we always say, Warriors, ah, get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Thank you guys so much. Let's go. Hey, tomorrow, Tony Edwards. Don't miss it. Special guest, Wednesday sessions. And e-commerce and Web3, guys. The no fungible show.